is Express FM. Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately Pompey. It is a new era at Fratton Park. There's a new man down there in the dugout. What a goal! A wonderful strike! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. Absolutely thrilled to be here. You know, everything that I was expecting coming into the city and coming into the football club has been matched and more. Action and reaction. I think you probably saw on the pitch that there was a lot that we'd worked on in a short space of time. I think it's really good positive signs for the future. Certainly really excited to be playing under him and excited for what we can achieve this season now. Giving Pompey fans a voice. It's been immensely frustrating to still be in League One after six years. This is the Football Hour. Fans' interest in this division peaked a long time ago and it's stagnating. We've got to get out of this division and into the Championship. There was no falling around on April the 1st as Pompey moved one step closer to the playoff places. Tunnicliffe and Tunnicliffe. What can he do in the box here? Tunnicliffe lays it off. Chance for the cross to come in. Stood up deep towards the far post. And Dale's there! And Dale heads it into the back of the net! And Portsmouth get that breakthrough! Owen Dale with the only goal of the game and just his second of the season as the Blues secured a 1-0 victory in their first ever meeting with Forest Green Rovers at Fratton Park. Tonight we'll hear how the Blackpool Loney felt after scoring and where his teammates' heads were at half-time, having entered the break all square with the relegation bound side. I think we played some really good football and, and we were patient, which we have to be, and we were probing and just didn't quite test the keeper enough maybe first half, but for all our play we were very good and the message was the same, go out there, do the same, try and keep control of the game and the goal will come. Head coach John Bassino will also offer his assessment of the proceedings at PO4 on Saturday. Really, really pleasing from a lot of perspectives. I think there's still plenty to work on, as I'm sure everybody saw, particularly going on in the second half, but overall really, really pleased. And on a weekend of celebration for Portsmouth Football Club, that winning feeling was spread all around with the Pompey women also bagging maximum points in the league though it didn't come easy for Jay Sadler who talks us through his emotions during the game and why his side deserve more credit now than ever before. If that doesn't show character or that isn't the evidence of, of this group willing to fight to the death then I don't know what is. We'll go through all of the events from both of those games between now and seven until such time we'd also like to hear from you tuning in back home. How much of an impact did the return of Joe Morrell have on Saturday? Is Owen Dale someone you'd like to see back in blue next season and do you still believe can John Bacino pull off the unthinkable and steer Pompey into the top six this term 81400 our text number start your messages with the word express email sport at expressfm.com include at expressfm within your tweets or find us over at facebook.com forward slash Pompey live you join us for another 60 minutes of passionately Pompey discussion here on 93.7 Express FM a very good evening and welcome to the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening and the warmest of welcomes to yet another instalment of the Football Hour here on Express FM, driven to you as ever by Stagecoach Across the South. You can download their app right now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store. You can prepay for your ticket and even track your bus on a live mapping system as well. You can also visit stagecoachbus.com for even more information on the services they can provide in your area. So, as you've just heard, plenty to come between now and 7 o'clock. Myself and two more studio guests will be on hand to review all of the events from Pompey's latest League One victory. We'll hear the thoughts of both Owen Dell and John Messino. We'll also discuss the kickstart of Pompey's 125th anniversary celebrations at the weekend and highlight an important win for Jay Sadler's Pompey women on Sunday afternoon. 
afternoon. But before all of that, a reminder of how it all went down on Saturday afternoon. Pompey welcomed Forest Green Rovers to PO4 for the first ever time in the two clubs' history on a day where the Blues' history was celebrated, an afternoon which kick-started the club's 125th anniversary celebrations. On the commentary, Andy Moon was joined alongside a big part of Pompey's history, former Pompey striker and a manager, Guy Whittingham. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shooting scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. Forza Football Club is four days short of its 125th anniversary. You've probably been given some wonderful highs and a few disappointing lows over the years. We're underway. Great to have you with us. Pompey going from left to right. Forest Green with that fairly garish bright green kit. They go from right to left. They chip the ball down the touchline. Clark Robertson's there for Pompey and he volleys it forward. Headed up in the air by Forest Green around the halfway line. Then flicked on. Ogilvy helps it on. McGee was challenging him there and the ball goes out of play and Pompey have got a throw. Oh, Jacobs has ridden one challenge and he'll break into the Forest Green box. Can Jacobs get a shot? Still Jacobs puts another defender in his backside. Jacobs cleared off the line and Forest Green will clear that one away. Jacobs looking for back-to-back goals at Fratton Park. Lowry back to goal, edge of the box. Into the box now. Looking for an option. What's he going to find? Tunnicliffe. Morrell wants it short. Turned round the corner to Jacobs. Jacobs from a tight angle. Oh, it's just wide. First real meaningful effort on goal. Took a deflection. Pompey corner kick, 0-0. Pompey then pick it up again. And they will go again. On that right-hand side. Lowry, Jacobs trying to get a ball into the penalty area to Tunnicliffe and Tunnicliffe what can he do in the box here Tunnicliffe lays it off chance for the cross to come in stood up deep towards the far post and Dale's there and Dale heads it into the back of the net and Portsmouth get that breakthrough no idea how Dale got his head to that ball in front of the defender but once he did there was only going to be one outcome there's no way Dale was going to save it from there Portsmouth won Forest Green nil Robertson's going to pick it up. Portsmouth still in possession. Can they find a way through? They lead by a goal to nil. Pack is stripped and ready to come on. Lovely cross field ball looking for Jacobs. Jacobs, lovely first touch. Nice second one. Dale, no, no, he's missed. What a chance for a second. Jacobs' shot was saved. And Dale can't believe he's not made it 2-0. And Paul Howard blows his whistle. And Portsmouth have just about got the job done against Forest Green Rovers here at Fratton Park. An a 52nd minute header from Owen Dale is the difference between the sides. Forza's one, Forest Green Rovers nil. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. There we are then, the highlights of Pompey's 1-0 victory over Forest Green Rovers on Saturday afternoon. A game which saw Owen Dale bag his uh, just second goal of the campaign. Looking at results elsewhere then from Saturday, a uh, 5-0 victory for Barnsley at home to Morecambe and Oakwell. Shrewsbury Town, one of Pompey's competitors for a playoff position, they lost six. 6-0 away at Charlton Athletic with having a man sent off in the second half as well. So very, very bad afternoon for Steve Cottrell's Shrewsbury Town. Elsewhere, Cheltenham nil, Burton nil. Another big game involving one of Pompey's potential playoff rivals. Derby County nil, Ipswich Town 2. 
Fleetwood Town 2, Exeter City 2 and another game involving one of Pompey's potential playoff rivals, Peterborough United, held to a 0-0 draw at home to Oxford United. Port Vale 0, Cambridge United 2, uh, Sheffield Wednesday 1, Lincoln City 1 and Wickham Wanderers 2, MK Dons 2. So a few potential playoff rivals for Pompey there, none of which securing maximum points at the weekend. However, Pompey did, which puts them in good stead for a potential late push for the top six. Uh, At the top of the tree, Sheffield Wednesday somehow remained top of the table. They are winless in five matches, having previously gone 23 unbeaten. Two defeats and three draws within that time frame. They're on 80 points, level with second place Plymouth Argyle, who have a game in hand. They, of course, were in Papa John's Trophy final action yesterday, uh, losing 4-0 to Bolton Wanderers at Wembley. Ipswich are in third on 78 points, so very, very close um, to the top two. They also have a game in hand on Sheffield Wednesday, as do Barnsley on 75 points. So very, very narrow at the top of the League One table. Sheffield Wednesday somehow find themselves in a little bit of trouble, no longer within their own hands. Bolton in fifth on 64 points, and there are three different teams on 64 points. Peterborough United and Derby County to be other two. Pompey move up, to, or rather remain ninth, move up to 61 points, now just three points behind the top six with no games in hand, but seven matches remaining. Three points in seven matches? I'd say it's doable. I'd say it's doable, especially when you've got Shrewsbury, Wickham and Derby still to play between now and the end of the campaign. Shrewsbury themselves now 55 points, six points behind Pompey, but with the game in hand, they look potentially out of running as things stand. Down at the bottom, Forest Green Rovers remain rooted to the spot on 24, uh, in 24th rather, 26 points, 12 points adrift of safety with just seven games remaining. Cambridge United, Morecambe and Accrington Stanley um, occupy them in the relegation zone. So plenty to discuss between now and seven o'clock, which means I need a couple of people to help me through it as well. First of all, joining us over the phone lines, we have Mr. Sam Macy. Sam, a very good evening to yourself. Evening, Jacob. Thanks for having, thanks for having me back on. Um, always a pleasure. Pleasure as always to have yourself, Sam. So Pompey unbeaten in four matches and their recent form is actually looking just as green as their weekend opponents. Three victories and a draw within that time frame. As I just mentioned, now find themselves just three points behind that top six um, playoff position slot um sam three points behind seven remaining we've seen stranger things happen haven't we uh yeah we have i think we've spoken enough about pompey over the years jake to uh expect the unexpected all the time i think um yeah i think at the moment it's just that sort of winning mentality which is sort of carrying us through games um we didn't play amazingly on saturday but again against probably one of the worst teams in the league and and thankfully got the the job done i think since obviously Messina has come in, I, don't, I think there's only one team which has taken more points than us. I think the seven games which which remain in, there's a lot of winnable games in there against sort of teams mm. lower down the table or in mid table, and obviously also around us. We haven't got to play any of those those big four at the top: the Plymouth, Sheffield Wednesdays, Barnsleys, and uh, Mipswich. So hopefully we can just carry on the momentum and and. and sneak into the playoffs which looked incredibly unlikely at the beginning of mm. sort of this year yeah and uh, alongside yourself Sam joining us uh, for the first ever time on the Footblower this evening um, a big big cheers to Kirsty Roxanne for coming into the studio for this one Kirsty. good evening hiya you alright yeah I'm not too bad thank you um, I'd be lying if I said this is the first time I've seen you this weekend you helped <laughs> us out on Saturday um, we had a good time didn't we um, interviewing all of the former Pompey players at Fratton Park 
We have the likes of Alan Biley, uh, Michael Doyle, Alan Knight, of course, um, Herman Horidison. Great to see yeah. so many familiar faces. Pedro Mendes as well. Oh, don't. <laughs> oh, we got a picture with him. We did. We did. His flight was delayed coming in, so yeah. luck, we were very, very lucky to grab that photo, mm. and we were not settling for no photo <laughs> with our favourite player, Pedro Mendes, that was for sure. We weren't at all. On an afternoon, Pompey was celebrating their 125th anniversary. Myself and Kirsty went down to Fratton Park uh, from 11 o'clock, trying to get as many interviews as we possibly could, and quite a few of them were played out on Pompey Live during the build-up as well. Pedro Mendes, as Kirsty mentioned, they're scheduled to come. Um, his flight was delayed from Portugal. He came especially for the game. Um, I think he arrived at Fratton Park around about quarter to three. Yeah. So I had no time for any media duties, but we, we got our photo. We, we, we managed to get that. <laughs> uh, and then he had to fly straight back to Portugal right after the game. So yeah, big thank you to Pedro. I'm sure he's not listening, but um, yeah, it was, it was a good afternoon, Kirsty. We'll, we'll come on to the game itself in a moment, but in regards to um, the anniversary celebration, it was just the kickstart. Um, yeah. We didn't have everything on Saturday. We know that um, the birthday is, of course, this Wednesday, the 5th of April, but the club were trying to commemorate um, just the very start of these celebrations, and by doing so, inviting between 30 and 40 former players to Fratton Park, invited onto the pitch at half-time as well. Great to see so many, some familiar, some unfamiliar yeah. from down the years as well. Yeah, it was it was really amazing. And the fact is, obviously, I've only been going to football for 23 years. So all the players, like, before I even started going, it was lovely to talk to them and find out their experiences of football. And I think it's brilliant. Like, some of these players only played a season for us. And yet they dedicated their time to come back and obviously be interviewed and the way they spoke about the club just shows how passionate we are mm. as a football team the fans they adore us as fans yeah. and I think it really showed with the amount of ex-players that turned up on that day and the amount that were willing to meet us have interviews of us and just really show that they care about the football club was it was it was such an amazing experience I loved it <laughs> Martin Cool, Jimmy Carter as well alongside Adam Barley um, Michael Doyle from recent seasons as well Yukubi uh, turned up we've already mentioned Pedro Mendes Herman Horadison from the uh, the modern era of football and uh, like, like we mentioned we did interview quite a few of them on Saturday which were played out on Pompey Live at the weekends however if you missed any of that and uh, the ones we didn't quite have time to air out at the weekend. We will also be replaying them on the next edition of the Football Hour, which is um, a slightly different day this week due to the Easter weekend. This Thursday evening from 6 o'clock, you can hear all of those interviews again, um, all 10 of them, um, or 8 of them, rather. I'm getting ahead of myself. Not 10, <laughs> there was 8 of them. Um, we got 10 photos, but that's the main thing. Um, <laughs> back, back to the football itself, Kirsty. Um, it was a narrow 1-0 victory yeah. for Pompey over Forest Green Rovers, rock bottom of the table. And many might have looked at that game on sort of black and white paper and thought, 24th position, Forest Green Rovers, they're way adrift of safety. That's an easy three points. However, it didn't turn out to be that way. They beat Sheffield Wednesday last weekend and they, they had their game plan. They came to Fratton Park and they executed it pretty well until the second half. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I think going into the match, we all expected a good like 4 0 3 0 but obviously that wasn't the way it turned out. I think we, we pushed, we went for the goalkeeper um, which obviously finally got executed by Dale but we did also sit back and obviously Forest Green they they are at the bottom and they needed those three points so they weren't finally at the on, in 24th for the yeah. first time this season and I think they came out fighting and we didn't expect it which was then when it came as a bit of a shocker to only get a 1-0 from 
well, bottom of the table. It is the win, of course, that counts regardless of how many goals you put past them. Three points for Pompey, and as mentioned earlier, three victories in the last four unbeaten within that same time frame. The last defeated um, at home to Sheffield Wednesday at Fratton Park. Owen Dale with his uh, first goal since August on Saturday. Uh, he spoke to Henry Port shortly after the full-time whistle. Oh, an important win, an important game today. What's your thoughts on the performance? Yeah, I think it was um, a really solid team performance. They're a, they're a good team, they're a strong team and their league position probably doesn't do them justice but I think we controlled the game for large parts, especially first half. I think we were dominant in possession and looked like we were we were on top and we were going to score and then you know, luckily in the second half we managed to get the goal and I think probably should have had a few more, especially myself, to maybe kill the game. But uh, yeah, no, all in all it was a good win and a really important three points. It was goalless at the break but like you say we were a more threatening side throughout. What was the message at half time? Uh, just keep doing what we're doing. You know, I think we played some really good football and, and we were patient, which which we have to be, and, and we, we were probing and just didn't quite test keeper enough maybe first half, but, but the, for all our play we were very good and the message was the same, go out there, do the same, try and keep control of the game and the goal will come. Of course, you did get that breakthrough six minutes in the second half with your goal. Talk us through it. Um, yeah, it was it was great play by the lads down the, down the right-hand side and then the crossers managed to find the back post and... I've just managed to get across him and just, just head it towards goal and thankfully it went in. It's nice to get one. You score many headers in your career, how did you find that? <laughs> I've only scored, every goal I've scored, well I've only scored two, I have a nice and it's, uh, they've both been headers so <laughs> I'll tell you what you want from that but yeah, no, I've not scored many, I think I've scored three, three headers now but yeah, it's just nice to get on the score sheet. Of course the all-count, as you mentioned, you know, you've spoken about adding more goals to your game, you know, how important is that for your confidence going into the final few games of the season? Yeah, goals always give you confidence and uh, for me it's a confidence game so Hopefully now I can go on a bit of a run towards the back end and, and really help the team. Of course, you ran it off with the man of match performance today. How did that feel when your name was announced on the tannoy? I didn't hear it, to be fair. I didn't hear it, but uh, yeah, you know, it's always uh, it's always a nice thing to get man of the match. But importantly, I thought it was uh, a really good, really good team performance, and I think a lot, of, a lot of the lads could have got man of the match today. So you know, all in all, I think it's a performance we can be happy with, and yeah, we move on to the next game. Owen Dale with his post-match comments from Saturday afternoon's game. Sam, um, a player who has come under a bit, a bit of scrutiny this season from, from Pompey fans on social media in regards to his end product, potentially the amount of goals and assists he's gotten throughout the season. We mentioned that on Saturday, his first goal since way back in August, so it's only only a second of the campaign. Uh, where do you stand with, with Owen Dale, Sam? A player who does provide plenty off the ball, on the ball as well, but doesn't quite get in with those goals or assist stats. Yeah, it's, it's it's been a bit of a tough one. Sort of, if you look at Owen Dale statistically, he's not not been that productive. But I think as Pompey fans, we just want someone who's going to give one hundred and ten percent and fight for the shirts every game. And I think that's something which you can you can say Owen Dale's done the whole season. And I have seen obviously a lot of people on social media sort of giving him a bit of stick. And I'm, I was very very happy for him that he finally got the goal. And like you said in the interview, hopefully he can go on a run and sort of kick on because. I think he's the sort of player which we want in the squad. And, and if we can get him on a permanent in the summer, I think he's, he's for me, a priority. So hopefully hopefully he can kick on and we can we can sign him up for, on, on, a, on a permanent deal. Mm. Sam, thank you very much. Right, when we come back, we'll have even more reaction to Saturday's win and hear the post-match assessment of head coach John Musino, who highlights how Pompey had to be patient against Forest Green Rovers, knowing a breakthrough would come eventually. Lo and behold, the first really, really good quality cross that we put in the box we score from. We knew we were opening Forest Green up in terms of creating opportunities down both their sides. We just had to be patient and a bit more quality when we got into those areas and ultimately that's what you know, did it for us. That's what won us the game. Myself, Sam and Kirsty will be back with even more, as well as that chat with the Blues head coach when the Football Hour returns after this. This is the Football Hour 93.7.
Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, or just enjoying late night bus rides, from 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a Night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your Night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Hello there, welcome back to the Football Hour here on Express FM. You'll join us for part two of tonight's instalments of the show alongside myself, Jake Smith. We have uh, Kirsty Roxanne here in the studio and Sam Macy as well uh, on offer to provide reaction and analysis to Saturday's 1-0 victory for the Blues over Forest Green Rovers at Fratton Park. As always, the show here is sponsored by Stagecoach Across the South. You can visit their website, stagecoachbus.com, not only to find out what kind of services they can provide in your area, but also what they're doing to make their transportation services cleaner and greener throughout the country. Right, uh, before the break, myself and Sam, we were talking a bit about Owen Dale. He scored his first goal on Saturday since August, only his second of the campaign. Um, 37 league appearances for Owen Dale this season, Kirsty on loan from from Blackpool, two goals, five assists, um, one appearance in the FA Cup and four in the Papa John's Trophy, uh, providing one assist within that as well. So you really look at the the league, the FA Cup and the EFL Trophy, that's a total of uh, 42 appearances, uh, two goals and six assists. We'd be lying if Mm. we said that was a decent return. However, we were talking off air about what he provides uh, as well as that. He runs his socks off. He's a very energetic player. No, and I, I completely agree with everything that Sam says. Like, if we were to lose him, I do think it would be a loss. However, he does everything correct. He just doesn't have that finishing product that is the goals. Mm. Um, like I was saying, like I've watched loads of Alan Bailey's, like his content that he created, and honestly, he would do all the dribbles and he'd get it in, and it was brilliant. And Dale just needs to... Mm get that in like he does all the fancy footwork he does all the running he doesn't stop all game like he's a brilliant player to watch but with no end product do you it's a it's a it's a difficult one Mm. if he can get those goals in then he's a brilliant player and we should never ever let him go do you take the gamble next season re-sign him maybe on a permanent deal from Blackpool knowing that perhaps he doesn't contribute as much in the final third in terms of goals and assists or or do you perhaps move on elsewhere and see if you can improve on that position Um, Kirsty the question to you really is simple re-sign or replace re-sign re-sign yeah Yeah. Sam same question to you my mate re-sign replace do do you probably take that gamble yeah re-sign him re-sign him for sure Resign Owen Dale back home. If you want to get in touch, you can eight one four hundred. Our text number. Start your messages with the word Express. Uh, tweet using at Express FM. You can also um, email us sport at expressfm.com or find us on Facebook facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Uh, Owen Dale on Saturday uh, was given the Man of the Match award. Sam Michael Jacobs um, also put on, put on a very good spectacle. We'll come on to talk about him and a cracking display from him at the weekend as well. But really finalising our chat about Owen Dale, it wasn't just the goal in the second half. He had two or three opportunities. He could have really got a hat-trick, and that is really the, the frustrating thing about Owen Dale. We know he's got the quality. We know he can be a real nuisance to, to opposing teams. But heading into next campaign, if Pompey aren't out of League One this season, if they do remain in the third tier next season, is it is it worth sort of 
taking that risk with Owen Dale, knowing that like, if we don't re-sign him, he'll probably go somewhere else and, and bang the goals in. It'll be a big miss. Pompey take that gamble next season. It's a tough one. Do do Blackpool want to sell him? Can they perhaps lure him into the championship? Maybe they want to keep him for next season as well. The difficulty will be with them potentially facing League One football next campaign as well, Sam, trying to fend off their own sort of recruitment team to try and keep him at Bloomfield Road. Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at Blackpool objectively, it's it's a lot of up in the air there. Are you going to have Mick McCarthy still in charge next season if if they go down, or or are you going to have someone different? I think. That, that's the, that's the thing, and he has done it at this level before. Obviously, that's what got him the move to to the championship in the first place. He was very productive at Crew that season when um, with, with that team, which they had with, with obviously Lowry, Charlie Kirk, and then Owen Dale being pivotal. And I think if he had the goals and assists, he would be playing higher because if without the production, then he's just a bog standard League One winger, and that's and that's sort of like if you can get the goals and assists, then he won't be playing there and be an asset. And yeah. I think if you're looking at the club's recruitment model. He's sort of the player you want because mm-hmm. he 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 would have resale value because if he does hit the heights which he did, you're probably looking at doubling, tripling your money in eighteen months, two years time. Yeah. Well, if you can get the best best out of him, and obviously if he settles into a system, the team which are which are playing well and plays week in week out, he's going to get the opportunities because it's it's not through the lack of trying because he no. gets in the positions. And I think if he hits a purple patch, then he's going to get the opportunities and he's he's going to end up scoring probably double figures. Um, but it's just not it's just been one of those seasons, doesn't it? You sort of look at players like that they go through these peaks and troughs mm. he had a great season a couple of years ago to, this year's been a bit of an off season for him I'm, I'd be willing to take the gamble because he has done it in the past at this level Yeah, we've also got an email in from Melinda Mail who says Forest Green made it difficult for us on Saturday but we got the win in the end this does keep a slim hope of making a playoff spot but realistically not holding out any real hope but if we were to get there our performance on Saturday wouldn't give us much, change, uh, much chance of getting promoted the teams that probably would be in the playoffs um um, our chance of beating them with our present team would be slim. Hopefully next season we can be in a better position to compete against those sides at the top and achieve promotion. With regards to the best Pompey memories, one of them was the 24th of April 2005, beating Harry Redknapp Southampton 4-1 at Fratton Park. But there are many since going from the early 60s. Thank you very much for getting in touch, uh, Linda, on the emails. And Kirsty really highlighting one of Linda's points there. Um, not holding too much hope of actually getting promotion this season of course there is the chance of getting into the playoff places which at the moment is looking a hell of a lot better than it was sort of two or three weeks ago Um, but it's it's then having to beat either probably Ipswich, Plymouth or Barnsley or even Sheffield Wednesday in the semis and then Mm. beat one of the other sides around them um, in the final how do you sit with that because as a fan our ambition since, of course, the Cowleys were dismissed, which is trying to finish as high as possible, maybe get into a playoff position and see how we can do. Would you be frustrated and disappointed if we work it, were to get into the playoffs, but lose them the semis or lose them the final? You'd be disappointed, of course, as a fan, naturally, but in terms of what John Messino's done at Fratton Park, you, you wouldn't hold that against him, would you? No, I mean, when you look at since he's taken over, um, we are one of the top teams that are getting the most points out of it. Um, obviously, as a fan, I placed my bets at the start of the season we were going to get into playoffs and win the league, as we all do. Um, I do think it is possible, but I don't think playing against top teams, like if we got Ipswich, um, Ipswich is a brilliant side at the moment, regrets of ever getting rid of Connor Chaplin. But obviously, I, I don't know, but I think the main thing is, is we can't, 
drop this team all we can do is rebuild on this team I think what we've done in previous years and seasons is we restart a whole new team and then we come back to start the season again and the players aren't gelling because they're brand new they don't know each other and that's one of the things I think we always tend to do and I think if we can just build on this team we've got we've got such good players like our midfield I think is incredible like the range we've got with them and I think if we were to ditch a few of them and bring some new ones in I I don't know I think we just need to build on the team we've got to make them championship level and next season I fully believe under drum senior we can we can do it to provide a bit of hope to anyone who might be thinking yeah Pompey can get into the playoffs this season but we're not going to beat any of the teamers around them look I get it we've never won a playoff game and besides like Sheffield Wednesday your Plymouth Argars your Ipswiches Ipswich you know six wins in a row now Barnsley five wins in the last six yes it, it's unlikely but let, let's get there let's spur the team on and, and, and try and see what we can do I do counteract you with a, a couple of stats out of the sides that are all competing for promotion this season and let's face it either Sheffield Wednesday Plymouth Ipswich or Barnsley the top four either of them could still finish in the playoff positions you look at Pompey's record at home against all of those teams we've only lost one of them Sheffield Wednesday 1-0 a few weeks ago right that yeah. was a narrow defeat and I think even, in all fairness, Pompey might have deserved more from that game. Plymouth Argyle, 2 all at Fratton Park this season. Ipswich, 2 all. Barnsley, 1-0. Bolton Wanderers, 1-0 at Fratton Park. Peterborough, we beat them 2-1. Derby County, 0-0 draw. Wickham, we've got them at the end of the season, final game. Who's to say that if we get into the playoffs and we get the home leg against any of these sides that we're going to be rolled over and beaten? Yeah, that we won't just bring it out. Exactly. And just play. Raise our game against the top teams when it comes to, if it comes to it in the playoff in the playoff matches. As you mentioned, Kirsty, we've seen under John Massino a vast improvement, particularly against these top sides. Barnsley away, yes, well beaten. Plymouth away, well beaten. They're very two very, very good teams, especially on home turf. But there's no reason to say at Fratton Park if we can't hold our own, snatch a win, go to the away leg and I don't know, get a draw, maybe snatch a win there as well. Yeah. It, it's possible. Anything can happen in the playoffs. Anything can happen, and also it is Portsmouth, and anything can happen. <laughs> and if we do get Plymouth in the final, they're made up like winning at Wembley anyway, do they? No, As clearly we found not. Out last night. <laughs> right, more from myself, Kirsty, and Sam in just a few moments' time. But now we're going to switch over to Max Swatton, now who caught up with uh, John Messino after the full time whistle on Saturday afternoon. And he first asked the head coach to summarise Pompey's performance. Really excellent uh, professional performance, I think, it, and, and winning the game was the most important thing, and we've come away and we We've done that and I thought we were really, really good up until probably when we scored and then um, obviously Forest Screen came out. I think they changed the way they played and um, we probably sat off a bit more than I'd like us to sit off and ultimately we didn't manage to kill the game off with the second and the third goal. So uh, really, really pleasing from a lot of perspectives. I think there's still plenty to work on, as I'm sure everybody saw, uh, particularly going on in the second half, but overall really, really pleased. A bit of a frustrating start to the to the first half. What did you say at half-time to, to rally your team together? Yeah, to be honest, the, the frustration was obviously uh, building, I think, in the stadium because it was still nil-nil but from our point of view we, we were quite pleased with the way things had gone because we completely controlled the tempo of the game we dominated the ball I thought we created some really good opportunities especially down our right hand side we had 13 crosses I think in, in the first half but uh, not enough quality on them and then lo and behold the first really really good quality cross that we put in the box we score from and so we wanted to, to work more on that just staying patient we knew we had, we were opening Forest Green up in terms of creating opportunities down both their sides we just had to be patient and a bit more quality when we got into those areas and ultimately that's what you know did, did it for us that's um, that's what won us the game really really good ball from the right hand side and attacking it at the back post uh, so uh, that was really the message to, to stay patient to make sure that we keep working them and we don't make it easy for them 
pick up the ball speed a little bit. Um, so if we are working from side to side, it becomes difficult for them to, uh, you know, to, to block us off. And, and you, know, you know, we did that, and I'm just really pleased. Owen Dale, how good is it for him to get his goal? Brilliant. I, I think you know we, we all know that we would we, we want more output from everybody on the pitch uh, in terms of goals and assists. And, and Owen's one who's probably been frustrated over the last however many games because he hasn't managed to score. So to get his goal, it was probably a brilliant relief. He probably could have had a hat trick today. He just said to me in the changing rooms, which I agree with. And uh, you know he's got to use that to sort of kickstart his season even late in the day, i.e. in goal scoring terms. Um, and hopefully go on and get quite a few more in the last seven games. 1-0 leads are always difficult to sit on going into the, into added time of the second half so how pleased were you that your side were able to do so? Yeah I mean we saw the game out really well and, and there weren't too many nervous moments that I, I can't really remember Forest Green having a chance in the game to be honest they, they had a bit of pressure towards the back end of it and we would like to have sat a bit uh, higher so not been so deep and not invited the pressure that we did but we defended really well we defended the box really well I think we put bodies on the line and ultimately managed to restrict Forest Green to, to very little so, yeah, of course, there's, there's loads that we want to improve in the game and we do want to go on in those games in particular and, and try and win them by more than one goal. But overall, you know, you've just got to take that and move on to next week. You made four changes going into the game. What was the thinking there? Yeah, so um, Clark coming back in uh, after sort of an excellent 45 last week, again, just to give us that calmness and the, and the, the composure that we know he brings through his career in He's um, the club captain and he's club captain for a reason. And probably Riley in that instance was really unlucky. I, I, not probably, I know that he was and, and he knows that. He's been absolutely brilliant for the majority of the games that he's played. It was just one of those where we felt the game would, would suit Clark um, in that instance. Uh, Tom coming back in again, uh, a game that we thought would suit the likes of Tom and Joe in terms of that, that ball playing ability, having a bit more uh, possession. Uh, and I think the same goes for, for Michael Jacobs, who, um, to be fair to the three of them, I thought they created a lot. They looked to get on the ball constantly um, really look to, to sort of push Forest Green back and I think probably in the first half Michael Jacobs had our best chances cutting in from the left hand side so um, yeah those were the that's the rationale behind behind them and I, I thankfully I think they paid off and you brought Marlon back back into the fold how good is it to have him back yeah it's great uh, you know he's, he's really experienced leader of the group and he's got a huge amount of quality as well and so getting him back just in and around the place this week was a real positive and to get him on the pitch as well I think was an added bonus and um, you know we look to think see a lot more of him in the coming weeks there's obviously a lot going off going on off the pitch with the, the club's 125th anniversary celebration so how important was it to, to make sure you got that victory today for the fans yeah it was really important for a number of reasons and, and that being one of them it's, it's great to, to kick everything off I think the 125th anniversary is this week and it should be a brilliant year for, for the club and, and it's one thing that we, we do have to celebrate it's a, it's a club with a huge amount of tradition huge amount of history you feel it when you come into Fratton Park so well, I think we had all the, the legends here today which was great brilliant way to kick it off we, we had the, the programme the, the fanfare around everything that we're going to see this week and, and yeah hopefully we can just keep celebrating those moments across the year there we go then the post-match thoughts of head coach John Musino speaking there Sam we heard uh, an email from Linda before that interview we also spoke about Pompey's form again against those top sides at Fratton Park this season. You take that Sheffield Wednesday game away, we are beaten against the current top six um, in the division and Derby County as well, actually seventh position um, as well. Looking at Pompey's form and what we, what they've got left, three points off a playoff, seven games left. The next four matches are against 19th place MK Dons, uh, currently 22nd Morecambe, and then 10th place 20th, 21st. And then you've got, of course, Derby away in Wickham, who are currently seventh and eighth respectively. Sam, 
um, favourable up until those final two matches, really. And really, these next five games are, are crucial for Pompey. You pick up the wins against the side who, on paper, you should be beaten. You go against Derby and Wickham with the expectation that you shouldn't necessarily have to win both those games to maintain a playoff position. I think the, the boys just need to put themselves in a position where they have something to play for in the last game of the season. That's sort of everyone as everyone as a fan wants that, and that's what you you go out for at the beginning of the season. And if if we can somehow sneak it, this these five games are pivotal because I think if you, if you need two wins from the last two games, it's incredibly unrealistic. But if you can pick up sort of north of ten points from the next five games, then you're putting yourself in a really good position because I think. A lot of the teams in and around us have still got a lot of sort of the big the big the big boys mm-hmm. in this league to to play. And if if we can we can carry on this momentum, then who's to say that we can't get there? And like I said, we just don't don't rely on getting maximum points from the last two games. No. And sort of it just make it makes the crowd edgy. It makes the players edgy. You don't want two cup finals. Just make sure it goes to the last game of the season. I think especially a, a, a full fan park is going to be it's going to be rocking and hopefully can carry the boys over the line. Absolutely. Needless to say, these next seven games or the final seven games of the season, absolutely crucial for Portsmouth Football Club. Win uh, as many as you can over the next five men. Derby County away, Wickham at home to end the campaign as well. So MK Dons are next up this Friday. Good Friday at Stadium MK. Then it's Morecambe at home on Easter Monday. Shrewsbury away next Saturday the 15th. And then a midweek trip to Oxford United who are doing uh, pretty poorly this season as well. Accrington Stanley currently in the relegation zone at home on the 22nd of April for penultimate game of the campaign away at Derby County on the 29th and that it is, is of course the um, curtain closer Wickham Wanderers at home on Sunday the 7th of May so yeah there is a chance Pompey fans there is a chance but Let's just see how things go. Take one game at a time, of course. There's also a chance still for the Pompey women to gain promotion to the championship this season. It might not be the men celebrating uh, with champagne at the end of this campaign, but Jay Sadler's side as well, chasing both Ipswich and Oxford United in the FA Women's National League Southern Premier Division. They took on Billericay Town yesterday afternoon. And it turned out to be a very, very thrilling game um, on the road for the Pompey women who secured a 4-3 victory um, against Billericay, scoring in the 94th minute. Later on, we'll hear the post-match comments of Jay Sadler, who talked about composure and the absolute chaos which ensued. In the 94th minute, set pieces, we know we've got aerial dominance, but to find the composure to finish that in a game of this chaos, <laughs> utter chaos, um, is superb and, and obviously I'm proud of the girls. We'll summarise their win over Billericay and look ahead to the men's run into the end of the season as well as read out the final messages from back home too and there's still plenty of time to get in touch if you haven't done so already just under 20 minutes to go 81400 is the number you need to text send your name and message starting with the word express to 81400 email sport at expressfm.com tweet using at expressfm or find us on facebook facebook.com forward slash pompey live you're listening to the football hour back in just a few moments time for the conclusion of tonight's episode don't go anywhere This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. The new Stagecoach Flexi 5, a bus ticket that works when you do. For those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5. Bundles of five day riders for the price of four. And Flexi 10, bundles of 10 day riders for the price of seven. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. 
This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome along for the final time tonight to the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, driven to you by Stagecoach Across the South. Download their app now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store or visit stagecoachbus.com for even more information on the services they can provide to you. Join myself, uh, Jake Smith, alongside Sam Macy and Kirsty Roxanne for the next 15 minutes or so as we conclude our debrief from Saturday's 1-0 victory for the Pompey men over Forest Green Rovers at Frasson Park, a result which now puts them just Three points behind the current top six in League One. Promotion still very much achievable for John Messino's side this season. We'll come on to finalise our discussion about that in a few moments' time. But now we're going to look ahead and uh, discuss a big result for the Pompey women at the weekend as well. We mentioned earlier the celebration was spread all around for not just the men's side, but the women's team as well. They travelled to Billericay Town in the FA Women's National League Southern Premier Division. They found themselves a goal down on the 18th minute, but um, 3-1 up um, right just very shortly before, before half-time. Ella Humphrey and Annie Rolfe with two goals before the break. Billericay then had a penalty awarded just two minutes before the break, meaning it was 3-all um, heading into that half-time, um, or 3-2 rather, to Pompey, heading into the half-time interval. Billericay then scored on the 48th minute shortly after the restart, then it made it 3-all, and then in the 94th minute, Jazz Younger, the defender, stepped up from the back, from a corner, to put the Blues on course for a 4-3 victory away at Billericay Town. So a fantastic result and a much-needed three points for Jay Sadler's side, keeping up the pressure on the teams above them. They now have just four matches remaining in the league this season as they try and bid for a place in the Championship next campaign. They do, of course, need to win the league title and then play the winner of the Northern Premier Division in a playoff as only one team can go up out of the two leagues into the Championship farce if you ask me how you can win a league and not get promoted is just absurd however that is what the Pompey women need to do between now and the April 30th which is their last game of the season that is at home to the Crawley Wasps at Fratton Park two o'clock kickoff there and you can buy your tickets now online at portsofffc.co.uk on the Ticketmaster e-ticketing site Southstand is open for that one but their victory on Sunday means they remain fourth in the division. They're 13 points ahead of Billericay in fifth with two matches in hand. So you've got no worries about them finishing anywhere outside of that top four. That is pretty much confirmed now. However, they are one point behind Watford in third, two behind Oxford United in second, and four points behind Ipswich Town at the top of the table. Very, very tight as far as things are concerned there. So four points between themselves and league leaders Ipswich Town. They next uh, take on Chelsea. Town away from home uh, this Sunday, the 9th at the Carinium Stadium. But back to yesterday, now time to hear what Jay Sadler had to say after the match. And it's safe to say uh, he couldn't quite catch his breath and he was pretty bewildered by exactly what he saw in front of him. He caught up with Max Swatton. Well, Jay, have you caught your breath back yet? Nope. <laughs> Probably one of the most frantic games of football I've, I've ever been involved in. First half, a proper end-to-end game. Neither team really gained control. We came in at half-time, was really happy with our in-possession work. I thought some of the, the breaking lines, um, I thought the runs from deep, the way we switched the ball. And we created a host of opportunities and thoroughly deserved to be ahead. Um, I think creators of our own downfall at times, susceptible through the transition. They had a quick number nine and, and they kept playing direct to her and I think we struggled with that. But to obviously be leading the game and then a penalty just before half-time and sorry, and then a goal straight after the half and from a free kick and you're kicking yourself thinking two set pieces, we're giving it away. And 
I think we, we slowly got a little bit of a foothold in the game when we switched the system and, and play with two sixes in the middle. Um, and a chance was coming. We always felt a chance was coming. And towards the end of the game, um, Nick Barrett, I thought that was the moment. And then in the 94th minute set pieces, we know we've got aerial dominance. But to, to find the composure to finish that in, in a game of, of this chaos, <laughs> utter chaos, um, is superb. And, and obviously, I'm proud of the girls. As you said there, 94th minute winner. What was your reaction? I can't remember, to be honest. Um, I can't remember a time in, in my tenure, over seven years, where, we've, where we've, we've done that. I genuinely can't remember the time. And if that doesn't show character or that isn't the evidence of, of this group willing to fight to the death, then I don't know what is. We come off the back of a, a humiliating defeat uh, two weeks ago against Bournemouth. A lot of players were walking away soul-searching, where do we go from here? And it's a testament to the group of staff and players. Um, they've gone away. we focused on us. That's been the main focus, is how do we bring the best version of us? And I felt we did that in possession. I felt the amount of chances we created. Obviously, we've got Hannah Horton to thank as well. Um, she's pulled off two if not three quality saves, one world-class save and the way she's moved the feet and tipped it over. Um, she's kept us in the game at times. Um, but as I said before, uh, we find a way. We found a way today and we, um, it's another three points which puts us nicely in the league. You used the word frantic earlier. How else would you describe it? Chaotic, um, but also beautiful to watch. It's it's how how a game of football should be played in a way. It was if you were a neutral, you've you've got your your money's worth. Um, I can I can tell you that for free. Obviously for Billericay, they'll go away disappointed and rightfully so. I think whoever was going to lose that game of football, it, it was going to hurt because I felt there was going to be a winner. I felt they deserved to be a winner, but it could have gone either way. And I felt I did feel we created most chances and I did feel towards that last 15 minutes, we were the, 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 the team that really got a foothold in the game. We, we went to two sixes to create a box. Um, to, to nullify their counter-attack and threats. It gave us another option to, to play quick switches. I think Ella Humphrey and, and Sophie Quirky, the wing, were um, horrible to play against all game. And they were tenacious, direct um, in everything they did. And even towards the end, when we're calling on players to come on and, and, and find us over that, that line, and they did that. So each to a player, I'm proud. It's a big moment for us. It's a big win for us. But now we, we will enjoy it. And I've told the girls we can enjoy it. And then come, come Monday, feet will go back on the ground and we've got another massive game and we'll wait Cheltenham next week. There we go then. The post-match thoughts of head coach Jay Sadler after the Pompey women were victorious by four goals to three away at Billericay Town yesterday afternoon. As mentioned earlier, they next take on Cheltenham Town away from home on Sunday afternoon. Write your final call to get your text tweets and emails into us Pompey fans. All usual ways can be found on our website expressfm.com. Just under 10 minutes to do so. Uh, one email here from uh, Gav Jones who says a win is a win and that's great. It keeps our hopes alive. However, very uninspiring and a slow performance. Jacobs was man of the match for me. Some of his footwork in the first half was sublime and nearly got us a couple of early goals and Joe Morrell was like a Duracell bunny. Did not stop running all game. Oh well, f- uh, three points off for play- uh, playoffs now. Let's just see how far we can go. Massive game still to come against Derby and Wickham Wanderers. Michael Jacobs mentioned within that email Kirsty. Um, we both said on Saturday we thought he perhaps should have been awarded that man of the match um, award uh, other than Owen Dale who of course got it from the match day sponsors. Great to see Michael Jacobs um, firing as, as well as he did yeah I, I generally think he did deserve man of the match I think the first half performance um, he was he was really on it he did create us quite a few chances into the box um, and 
everybody knew he was on that pitch. He was present. He was wanting that ball. He was wanting to push it forward, which is all we ever want. I mean, the first half, especially, we did play really forward. Um, like our defenders are basically sat on the line and I think that's exactly how we want to play football is pushing it so far forward that their attackers have no chance of pushing it back the other way and Jacobs was really making sure that happened and also Morel did as well kept pushing the ball up forward and just really getting it into that into the box um, but like Rafferty and Dale they do work well together so I yeah I do think it was um, Jacobs that deserved man of the match but I can understand why Dale was awarded it so absolutely um, Michael Jacobs of course with impressive performance on Saturday um, Sam great to see also the likes of Dane Scarlett returning from international duty as well as Joe Morrell Marlon Pack also making an appearance off the bench um, after he sustained that injury a few weeks ago returning a little bit earlier than we expected we know Tom Lowry of course back in the side Joe Rafferty too Sam how fantastic is it now to be sat here talking about all of these players who, what, just around a month ago we were having fears we probably wouldn't see between now and the end of the campaign, but they're all back and ready to fire Pompey hopefully into a playoff position. Yeah, I think the only the only real one to come back now is, is Jay Mingy. Mm-hmm. And uh, other than that, it's, it's pretty much a full a full team to pick from. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice, nice options to have. If you look at that midfield, for example, Marlon Pack, Morel, Tunnicliffe, Lowry... You're spoiled for options, and it's, it's a shame that someone's going to have to miss out because if you could get all of those players on the pitch, even going forward, the wingers as well, um, it's, 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 it's a really nice issue to have, a really nice selection dilemma. And I think that going forward and the squad depth and, and the ability to change the team week to week and keep players fresh is, is really going to help us. And I think it's not a luxury, which we've had very often this season, and it's, it's come at a perfect time because every game from now to the end season is is, is must win. Yeah, uh, A very tough game for Pompey. We've already mentioned on Saturday, Kirsty, but one of the players we mentioned there, Joe Morrell, returning from international duty. Do, do you think he was one of the most sort of standout returners to, to the team on Saturday? Someone who, despite going unbeaten in the three games prior, we, we've definitely missed in that midfield. Oh, 100%. Um, he's one of those players that they don't stop they do keep going um, and he makes some incredible tackles as well which I don't think he gets all the credit for um, some of them are a little bit oh but he gets through them and yeah I think he's such a key player he's a key player and getting the ball back he's not scared to fight and I think we necessarily haven't had a midfielder like that mm. recently um, he sticks his foot in he gets involved and as soon as he get, he wants that ball you can see him every single time he plays he's there like pass me the ball pass me the ball like he just <laughs> wants the ball he wants to show what he can do he wants to prove to Pompey fans that he is there to play football and he's there to win yeah. and yeah I think having him at MK Dons as well is just going to really bring up that midfield an important player to build around the team for next season if League One is the destination still for Pompey next campaign Sam Hinn Marlon Pack you mentioned Jay Mingy hopefully returning um, at some point between now and the end of the campaign as well. Ryan Tunnicliffe has come on leaps and bounds under John Bassino. Fair to say, Sam, that that midfield is probably Pompey's strongest region as things stand and you've got to try and capitalise on that and really build on it in the summer if you are going to try and create this team into what is currently a mid-table side and a playoff chasing team into a side that actually other teams come to Fratton Park really, really fearing. Yeah, for sure. I think We've spoken a lot sort of over the last year or two about loan players and, and not having a spine of a team which which is our own. And I think if you look at our team now, it's other, other than a goalkeeper, we've got a really solid spine and a really solid core of a of a really good League One side. I think you look at Riley Towler, Clark Robertson, Sean Raggett defensively, then like you mentioned, the midfield of, of Pack, Lowry, Morell, Mingi, 
and then Colby Bishop up front. And I think that is such a solid base, which something which we haven't had probably since we've come up to League One. And it's 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 really good to see. And I think we we sort of like I said, we've spoken a lot about transfers over the last couple of years. And I think it's been frustrating with with the infrastructure and sort of relying on loan players heavily. But the one thing which we've done really well over the last year is change that and mm. and get players on permanent deals. And I say if 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 we are in League One next season, so be it because we do we do have the core and the foundation and the base of a squad to really, really do some damage next season. Yeah. Um, looking at the stats from Saturday then, as we do conclude our review of that game, 66% possession for Pompey against the 34 of Duncan Ferguson's Forest Green Rovers, um, who have just won one of their 11 matches under the new gaffer. 11 shots for the Blues in favour of Forest Green's five, and uh, three of those were on target as well. Five corners to the opposition's zero, and uh, less fouls conceded as well. So Pompey dominant statistically, although found it very, very difficult to uh, break down aside clearly with their own game plan however a win is a win that's all that matters now three points off the playoffs are Pompey as things stand and look at a nice statistic from the Not The Top 20 podcast on Twitter uh, who have highlighted the most league wins in 2023 this calendar year from the EFL Pompey a joint third amongst those rankings with nine victories alongside Sheffield Wednesday Peterborough Luton Gillingham and Burnley Uh, Middlesbrough are in second with 10 wins and Barnsley with 11 victories. So, since the start of the campaign and really under John Messino, Pompey really excelling. Right, I'll be back with two more Pompey fans this Thursday afternoon from 6 o'clock to preview their next game. MK Dons await at Stadium MK as Pompey look to close the gap on the top six. Join myself and Robbie James from two. All the unmissable action. This is Pompey Live. Portsmouth celebrated the beginning of the 125th anniversary celebrations with a 1-0 victory at home to Forest Green Rovers. He calls the far post and Dale's there! And Dale heads it into the back of the net! No idea how Dale got his head to that ball! The Blues begin the Easter weekend with a trip to MK Dons next. Join us for all of the unmissable action. Good Friday from soon. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Yep, another big game for Pompey this Good Friday. In fact, all of them between now and the end of the campaign really are big for the Blues. Can Pompey really, really close the gap on that top six? They take on MK Dons away this Friday. I'll be back with two more Pompey fans on Thursday evening to preview that one, of course, due to the Easter weekend. A bit of a change in the schedule for the football hour. I'll be back on Thursday and Sunday um, here at Express FM to preview both MK and Morgan, respectively. But a big thank you now to both Sam Macy and Kirsty Roxanne for joining us on the Footblower tonight. Sam, thank you very much for calling in, mate, and have a fantastic rest of your week. Thank you very much, Jacob. A good Easter, and I'll, um, I'll speak to you soon. Thank you very much, Sam. Likewise to Kirsty, thank you very much for your contributions tonight. Not only tonight, but on Saturday as well. Have a great evening and have an excellent Easter. <laughs> thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to join your side and learn lots from you, so thank you very much. And I'm very sure we'll hear more from Kirsty on Pompey Live in the next coming weeks as well. Right, coming up here on Express FM for this evening, Jeff and Ada right back with the Soft Rock Show straight after the news at 7, before Kevin Stokes returns with that 80 show between 9 and 11. Ian James wakes you up tomorrow from 6.30 with Express Breakfast, and uh, Henry Deacon will be back on Wednesday evening from 6 with your next football fix. Like I say footballer returns from Thursday at 6 o'clock but until then Blues fans have yourselves a great week and play at Pompey good night